This is the Devotion Rewind, where we take a look back through the archive at some of Pastor Robert's most loved sermons. Join us as we get blessed once again through this powerful message. Thank you, Janet, and thank you for joining me this Sunday morning, and I'm so grateful that you are taking the time for us to have this time together in the Lord. And today's message is Trouble from Within. And I want to read to you Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 27, which is a beautiful scripture that I will be mentioning this whole month of January. It says there, The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. What a good thing when you begin to realize that the Heavenly Father is upholding you. You know, this is what God has given us, that He Himself is our support at all times. Even when we're sinking into deep troubles or when we have internal turmoils, because there's times within each and every one of our lives that we sink low into humiliation because perhaps we realize our sinfulness and can have a struggle with shame or guilt or condemnation that can be very painful to the point where you don't even know how to pray. And sin has a way of pulling you down to the lowest of the lowest, emotionally, mentally, or in any other way. But I tell you the truth, Jesus Christ has gone lower and He has redeemed, He has purchased us, He has paid the ransom for our falling with His precious blood to be able to save us to the uttermost. Oh, I love that scripture in Hebrews 7, 25, that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us and that He is always ready to bear you up. And may I remind you today, if you happen to be in such a low place that you, you just don't know how to pray, you don't know how to read the Bible, you don't know, it's like you've lost your way a bit. You feel so low, you feel so powerless, you feel so empty, you feel so weak, that underneath are the everlasting arms. Underneath you, come, take this word to heart. Underneath you are the everlasting arms. Oh, I'm so grateful to realize this, that the Heavenly Father is so faithful. And I'll take you to Psalm 130, which is a phenomenal psalm, where he says, I've cried out to you out of the depth. I've cried to you, O Lord. And I know that this is what the Lord will give you if you're in a low place today. He will give it to you to cry out to Him. I'll never forget the story about this man who was living on drugs on the streets of New York. I heard his testimony and he had become so destroyed inside by the drug abuse that his kidneys were failing him and he was having uh, hepatitis A and B and whatever else. He was just in a real bad place. And a lady on her way to church walked by and said to him, the moment you call upon the name of Jesus, He will save you. And 
that man went into a coma and while he was in a coma, this is his testimony, he had three voices crying out to him. Kill yourself, an evil voice, another voice with all kinds of immorality and terrible uncleanness. And the last voice was that woman saying, and he heard her voice saying, the moment you call out upon the name of Jesus. And so he cried out, Jesus, Jesus, and woke up in the hospital and he should have died because he had seemingly almost like died on the streets and they took him to the hospital and he woke up in the hospital and became a new man. And now he's part of the uh, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir where he sings among many others to worship the Lord. And he's so grateful for what the Lord has done for him. And I believe that underneath, no matter how deep we sink, are the everlasting arms. And the psalmist here says, out of the depth I've cried to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. If you, Lord, should mark iniquity, O Lord, who could stand? In other words, Lord, if you hold my sins against me, nobody can stand. But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word do I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption. Oh, I'm so grateful for the abundant redemption that the Lord gives, which reminds me of what Paul said to Timothy to encourage him when Timothy was having many many troubles within, you know. He was having all the pressures of his responsibilities and he was having to face the people's weaknesses and failings and then other people would come with strange teaching how to fix all of that. And it was pushing and pulling him in a point, it was discouraging him. And Paul writes to him in 1 Timothy and says, Timothy, look at me. He says, I was formerly a blasphemer. This is 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. A persecutor, an insolent man, hardened, really hard, you know, unteachable. But the grace of our Lord Jesus was exceedingly abundant. And Jesus came into the world, Paul says, to save sinners of whom I was the worst of them all. I was the chief. But for this reason I obtained mercy, that in me Jesus Christ might show all long sufferance as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. In other words, Paul says, Jesus used me as an example of what he could do for anybody who is suffering the pains of sin and who feels low and doesn't feel a way out, that he has come to save us and to forgive us when there's internal struggles, when there's troubles within, and we don't know how to get out of the the mess of it. We don't know how to stop it. We don't know how to shake it. We don't know how to get out. Jesus, Jesus is the answer for the whole world today. And without him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Oh, we used to sing it all the time. And it's so true, dear friends. When you call upon the name of the Lord, David says in his amazing Psalm 32, He starts that psalm, he says, Blessed is the man 
whom transgressions the Lord does not hold against him, but who has forgiveness of his transgression. Blessed means happy. Happy is the man who has forgiveness of his sins. Oh, what a joy when the internal troubles are calmed by the Lord. I tell you the truth, dear friends, if you've got a storm raging within you right now, or fear, or guilt, or shame, or you're feeling low and heavy, and you don't feel any way out of that lowness, underneath you are the everlasting arms, and the Lord will not fail to uphold you and to carry you. While the Apostle Paul had such a phenomenal salvation that he could not stop testifying uh, about all of his life, even from the beginning to the end, he testified it while he was on his way to Rome in Acts chapter 28. He testified before Agrippa how when Jesus appeared to him on the road and a great light shined about him, and, and, and he said to, and Jesus said to him, Paul, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's not good for you to kick against the goats. In other words, I've tried to prod you so many times, but you keep on hardening yourself against me. And Paul said, Saul, at that moment he was called, who are you, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus whom you persecute. And I love the next statement. In the old King James, it says, what wilt thou that I should do, O Lord? Oh, what a conversion when you all of a sudden are stopped in all that internal turmoil and you said, Lord, what do you want? I'm yours, Lord. <laughs> and you know, friends, whatever trial you go through, God would never let it go to waste, even if it was your own mistakes or even if it's other people's pains and, and uh, bad things that you have gone into a painful situation or you're physically troubled, God will never let any trial go to waste. He will always in the midst of it work it together for your good by teaching you, by instructing you about His wonderful help and inward help that He gives inwardly. You see, Christianity while it, we may experience it in many ways, m the real point of Christianity is that we inwardly come to rest in the wonderful presence of the Lord. Like David says in Psalm 1611, in your presence is fullness of joy, where you inwardly come to rest, where God is in control of your life and where you begin to live a new life, the life He gives. And the Apostle Paul, while he had such a phenomenal conversion, he had an important lesson to learn. And he writes about this in Romans chapter 7. If I might take you there to verse 18. And I believe that all of us need to learn this lesson if we want to come to that rest that is available for us through Jesus Christ and not have constant inward trouble, not have a constant trouble within us where we inwardly not at satisfied, not happy, not at rest. And, and you know, we could be like the woman that Jesus met at the well in John chapter four. She had been married five times. I don't know, the Bible doesn't tell us the reasons why she had so many painful divorces and, while she, and why she, she was now living with a man she was not married to. But I could tell you this, that that woman had a lot of pain in her life to go through all of that. I cannot imagine such pain to have to go through such sorrows. And yet Jesus brought peace to her by saying, if you would drink in, receive within yourself the life that I would give you, 
you would have peace within yourself and rest. You will no longer be driven from one relationship to another to try to find that satisfaction and find that fulfillment. But let me take you to the lesson that the Apostle Paul learned that it's important for us all to learn to not have con constant trouble within. He says in Romans chapter 7, verse 18, For I know that in me that is in my flesh, in this body, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present within me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to my inward man. In other words, when I read, don't commit adultery, don't covet, don't steal, don't lie, don't bear false witness, love and honor you, or honor your father and mother, Oh, I, I say yes, but when I get irritated, then I'm rude. Or when I look at somebody else, I get all upset that I don't have what they have. In other words, he says, I feel within me feelings that the, the law of God says, don't have those, but I have them. And I don't want to have them, but I have them. That is the trouble often within, or that is the root of the trouble within, the sin nature within us. And he says, for I delight, and then he says, verse 23, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind that wants to do what's good, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. In other words, after my flesh, I am a, I am a prisoner of sin and I can't escape it. No matter how hard I would try, no matter how much I want to do what's good, I keep making mistakes and messing up. Who's going to deliver me? Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's installment of Devotion Rewind. If you are blessed by today's message, please feel free to contact us and visit our website at lifechurchuk.org.